We are speaking with the one and only Jeff Pilsen, and he is here because it is time for me to announce and unveil my album of the year for 2020, the rock album of the year. Now, there's been a lot of great albums. Uh, you know, Gothard has put out some great albums, and uh, Whitesnake has done some re-releases, and, and, you know, the great stuff. But in terms of all new original music, we have to go to this one. The one and only, whoop, you can't see it. There we go. Uh, the one and only Black Swan with Matt Starr on drums, Reb Beach on guitar, Jeff, of course, and the one and only Robin McCauley, who is by far one of the greatest singers in rock. He could he could sing the phone book yep. and make it sound great. Yeah. Um, yep. Talk to me about this and... And, you know, a, a great rock record in 2020. Um, what was the genesis of this? Did, did, did foreigners just come to you and just, uh, no, no, not foreigner. <laughs> did Frontiers <laughs> just come to you and say, make an album? Or did you have this sort of percolating and went, hey? Um, no, it, it, it did start out with a conversation with Frontiers. Serafino, the president of the label. Um, oh, first of all, hello. And I'm I'm really here because I love you, Mitch. It oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, or whatever um but Wait, anyways, what, uh, what you don't know is that we're doing i'm doing three interviews today so i'm in this whole coffee mode. coffee you know it's coffee <laughs> i'm in a coffee yeah. funk but yes uh, hold on as we say in montreal bonjour jeff comment allez-vous merci beaucoup um anyway uh so um yes yeah, so serafino from frontiers he basically hit me up after we we finished the the first m machine record a couple years ago and he said well you know Try and do more of these, more super groups. And, uh, and, and the, originally the plan was, you know, and find something where you don't play bass, find something where, you know, you're just producing a band. And I was like, great, love that idea. So um, I was uh, about to go on tour with, a foreigner was about to go on tour with Whitesnake. So it made me think of Reb right away. And, you know, Reb and I had had such a tremendous writing chemistry when we were in docking together in the late 90s um, and, you know, have remained friends. So um, my, that was my first thought was 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 Reb. And uh, so when I when we got to the tour, you know, I took him aside one day. and I said, hey, what would you think about this? And he goes, well, would I get to write with you? I said, yes. And he goes, I'll do it. <laughs> so so knowing that we had that writing chemistry and everything together, um, I was like, OK, great. Now I move forward. The first first guy I thought of was Robin, because number one, I mean, he's just incredible. And I think he's been underrated. I don't think people have gotten a chance to really see his range and abilities to their fullest extent. Um, I mean, you know, I'll, yeah, of course he does. Everything he does is great. But I really knew that he'd be able to deliver a, a heavier record than people are expecting, but a real melodic record. And that's what I wanted. And that's what Reb's, that's Reb's wheelhouse anyways. So once I had Reb and Robin, we started writing. I had an idea for who I wanted to play bass and basically to make a long story short, and he would have been great, but um, to make a long story short, um, once we started writing the songs and I was demoing the bass parts, both Reb and Robin were like, no, we got to keep these. We got to keep these. And I was like, well, guys, we can, you know, somebody else can do this. This is fine. They go, no, 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 we got to do it. So, so they kind of pressured me into it, but with love. You know, and I was I was really loving the, the direction of the music and how everything was going. And the chemistry was so undeniable between Reb, myself and and Robin that it was great. So once once we kind of settled on that, then we, we looked around for the right drummer for a while. 
And uh, it was Serafino who suggested Matt Starr, which I should have thought of because he lives in L.A. and I kn I've known him forever and everything. So uh, but when he said Matt Starr, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I called Matt. He was up for it. Unfortunately, all the vocals had been recorded by that point, or I would have loved to have brought him in on some of the background vocals. But we can do that for the next record. Um, so but Matt came in, laid down amazing drums and we had a band and a record. You had a great band. Now, of course, the you were part of this band, in a sense, back on the MSG album in 91, right? The Macaulay Schenker group album of 91 with Kotak and yourself and Schenker. Yep. When you do this with Robin, are you thinking, we need to go back to that time and create something that those fans are going to love? Or was this, no, we're making Black Swan. This is a new band, new music, no nod to the past. We're moving forward. How, how did you sort of approach that? We approached it with um, really on a, a more organic level than that. Okay. I mean, to the degree that I think about, you know, well, what fans are we going to appeal to? That does cross my mind, especially as a producer. You have to think about that to, to a degree. But because I knew Reb so well and I knew what our writing chemistry was like, I knew that the music was going to be there anyways. I just knew that. That's what Reb does. He writes great music. And you don't have to tell Reb, think this, think that. You know, he just, that's what he does. So uh, having written the music, then I knew when Robin, I knew Robin was going to write some great stuff. He actually came through even more than I thought. You know, I mean, I, he just really came through with some great inspired stuff. And we worked on it together. And um, it just ended up being what it was without even trying. It just really came together quickly and naturally. It was really all about, let's just make the best music we can, stuff that we personally like. And then from there, I judged it and I thought, you know, I think fans really are gonna like this. So it all just, it operated very smoothly and efficiently and and organically. And and, and it turned out great. Listen, uh, for me, best best new rock album of, of 2020 and- uh, I'll I just, don't take that lightly, especially with a guy with a stack that high of CDs. <laughs> you see the CDs behind? I mean, I, I'm not showing it now, but I was showing it before. Yeah. But you know what? What? My phone's buzzing. That's got to stop. Um, going back to, to the album in 91, um, you, you did this song called Never Ending Nightmare. Apologies for that. I should have toned, turned off that phone earlier. Um that's a great song. Can you just give me a little something about that album just real quick and then we'll get back to, to Black Swan because when I hear Never Ending Nightmare and I've heard it literally like 50 times this summer over the year because I have this crazy UFO playlist going on. Anyway, uh, what a great album. What a great song. Is that something you might want to revisit if you ever take Black Swan out on the road? Very possibly. I mean, if we did, we would certainly do uh, some probably a couple MSG things, um, you know, I mean, very likely. Uh, so I haven't thought that far about specific songs. Right. Um, but as far as the making of that 91 record, it was another process, which and that's really where I got to know Robin. I mean, I had met him a few years before that, but but working with him on that record is where we really cemented not only a friendship, but but a really strong working chemistry. Um and I was just so impressed with Robin because he would come in there and sing every day, every take, you know, 100 percent every time. Just the guy is a he's a workhorse and he's a machine, but he's got a lot of heart. You know, that's that's it's an amazing thing because um, he's he's also a really deeply wonderful human being. Um, 
he's he is exactly who he comes across to you that he is. That is who he is. He's a wonderful, loving man, and he's just a great person. Well, um, I was just going to say this. I, I spoke to him about a week ago or two weeks ago, and he was telling me that Black Swan 2, you're going to start writing in January. Is is that still the plan? And, and when do you see this coming out? And how much of this is, is really the guys writing it, and how much does does Serafino and Frontiers come in and say, hey, uh, Alessandro, or this guy's going to help out? Like, is it Black Swan, Black Swan, or is it sort of a, uh, a composite, if you want? Um, well, I mean, the, the only thing Alessandro does is mix the record. I mean, okay. I know he did he did produce uh, Robin's record that's going to be coming out at some point. Can't wait. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, but no, he just mixes. So we, we do, we write and record everything ourselves. Absolutely. Um, not to say Alessandro couldn't, it's just, that's not the, no, 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 of course not. Um, And, and Serafina, I mean, Frontiers pretty much left us alone and we sent them the finished record and they were Uh very, very happy. So I'm assuming that's what's going to happen this time. Um, they don't usually get all that involved before the record's done kind of thing gotcha um, so yeah it, it'll be done internally is that the plan yes the plan is um last rev and i spoke he was going to come out here and start writing sometime in january um because in february i know he's going to do the whole month writing with kip winger so so i'm going to try and start writing with him in january it's i'm sure black swan i don't think it will come out till 2022 uh but but we'll get a start on it and you know we want to make another great record. So, you know, however long it takes. In terms of the material, though, because you just said he's going to go right, right with Kip. How, how, does, how do you and him decide this is, you know, a, a Jeff song? This is a, a whatever foreigner song. This is a, a winger song. Like, how do you know which ones fit for Black Swan? You just go by your instincts. I mean, generally what happens is Reb will show up here with, Ten little pieces, you know, maybe and maybe they're a riff and a chorus or, you know, sometimes they're more complete than others. Um, they tend to be just a, a couple of rough ideas. And sometimes we morph two different ideas together. You know, there's also he he kind of lets me be the objective ear on that. Um, and so I listen to what he's got. And generally, he has a good sense of what would fit into Black Swan. Um and sometimes I surprise him with, no, that, that's really cool, you know, that kind of thing. So um, so he'll bring some ideas and we'll just, we'll say, okay, those are good. Let's put, let's make a song around that. So then we start building the song, you know, instrumentally. Um, and it's just a process we do very, I mean, we're very much on the same wavelength. So, and, you know, it's, it's just not, it's not a struggle at all. There's no, there's never a, no, I think this really should be a Black Swan song and no, it shouldn't. There's none, none of that. It's, it's, we <laughs> both pretty much agree or, or dis or, or, or we agree. Uh, that's not right. You know, we, we're, we're very much on the same wavelength. Yeah. Well, anyway, listen, it turned out great. Now you, you also had the end machine, which was certainly top five great rock records of of 2019. The next end machine is, is in the process. Um, my understanding is that Mick Brown is fully retired, and that Steve or or his brother is coming in. Steve Brown, or that's correct. Actually, the record is done. It's mixed and mastered. Okay, uh, but it's his brother or is it son? No, it's his brother. It's okay. his brother okay. Steve. Is came in and just killed it on the drums. 
Right. And we got him singing some background vocals too. Steve is amazing. He's, he's, I mean, it was such a perfect fit. I can't even begin to tell you. It, you know, I mean, I, I've known Steve since he was 16 years old, 15 years old. Uh, so it was, it was very cool getting him, you know, in, in the band. Um, Mick is very excited that his brother's doing it. Yeah. Uh, so, but he just came in and I was amazed at how he captures Mick's vibe. It was just insane. And, I mean, I, I, the few people I've played it for have all said the same thing. Like, wow, that really feels like Mick. <laughs> you know? So, so um, I'm very excited about the record. It came out fabulous. I'm hoping it'll be your record for 2021. <laughs> well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping too. I mean, you, you, what, yeah, let's really, see, wait, really, it's, it's George Lynch, it's Jeff Pilson, Steve Brown, not the guy from Trickster, the Mick Brown's <laughs> brother, and of course, Robert Meese. By the way, the first time I called Steve, I accidentally called Steve Brown from Trickster because I had <laughs> Steve Brown. <laughs> so oh, now, we love Steve both. And Steve Brown mixed bro. <laughs> we, we, we love both. But but now, okay, you don't have Robin McCauley on this. You've got Robert Mason. I mean, right. do you know how blessed you are? You work with Kelly Hansen, Robin McCauley, and Robert Mason, like three of the greatest vocalists out there on well, the I mean, road. Ronnie James Dio, so I mean, no, know. no, but I'm talking currently, like 2020. I mean, obviously Ronnie James, but like you know, if you look at from like 2015 to 2020, who are the best vocalists that are touring and or playing shows at the Rock Vault? Yeah, you're working with three yeah. of them. So listen, I I do understand how lucky I, lucky I am on that, and you know, of course, that's very purposeful. We try to get good people, but um, but yeah, no, we're very lucky, and I'm very aware of that. Um. It, you know, listen, we're just trying to make the best music possible and you got to have a great singer. So, it, you know, it's kind of a no brainer. And, and yes, we're fortunate. And and the, the good thing is all these guys really, really deliver. So, yes, I'm fortunate, but um, that's part of the music process. And I'm yeah. glad I'm doing it. Do, do you take that into consideration, though, when you're writing, saying, OK, this is a vocal that Robin can handle. This is a vocal that Robert can handle. Of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're writing the instrumental bed before the vocal, you're not necessarily, you don't have, you don't want to have a preconceived notion of the what the melody should be, unless sometimes you do. Sometimes, you know, I, I hear a specific melody or even Reb, you know, we'll hear a melody and, and we, you know, might go with that. But, but as a rule, um, you just kind of have, you use your imagination, you know, does this seem like something Robin could really sink his teeth into? And you go by you go by that yeah and uh, I'll, I'll i'll wrap up with these two things here uh first i'll go to foreigner you started selling stuff online for the road crew which i thought was phenomenal uh what was it ktla or something did a report on it yeah, yeah. absolutely brilliant absolutely wonderful and absolutely needed yeah uh you know uh just just talk to me about that and yes it's affected you and yes it's affected kelly and yes you know mick but when you look at Chris or at or at Greg, it's affected them even more. So talk to me about the importance of of being a family and not just saying, "Oh, these are my road guys," but being we're a family. Right. Well, well, of course, you know the music industry has pretty much collapsed, you know, and so yeah, musicians are out of work. However, however, I'm able to do things like recording, you know, and you know, honestly, on a money level, the recording stuff is nowhere. It doesn't even compare to what the live stuff makes, but at least it's something. And, you know, I'm okay. I, do, I don't have to worry about that. But our crew, that's what they do. 
they are the best at what they do. And because of that, they don't have others, you know, I mean, they're all kind of doing whatever they can right now, but this is their area of specialty and they have families and, and their whole industry just collapsed. It's not like there's other tours they can jump onto because everybody's off the road right now. And so we felt it was our oblig our obligation and desire to help these guys, um, you know, in any way we can to weather through this tough period. So we've got this online auction where we're selling all sorts of stuff. For instance, there's a Breed Love guitar that um, that I will sign to whoever wins the auction. It's a beautiful playing guitar, wonderful instrument. Um, so there's that. There's all sorts of other little things. Plus, there's packages that we put together that people can buy that have, you know, vintage T-shirts and foreigner face masks and all sorts of other cool stuff. Um, and and listen, it's all for a great cause. And that's the thing is you're right. We're family. And that's this is what families do. We stand up for one another. So if you can, I know a lot of people are having a hard time right now, but if you can, uh, please donate or do whatever you can and it's to a great cause and we sincerely appreciate it where do they go for that what's oh, the best one foreigneronline.com foreigneronline.com and and, and i'll ask you this this and then i'll ask you one last question about heavy hitters but are you concerned that some of these folks are going because i i know some of some of your crew is working in other things right now Mm -hmm. Do you think that the industry is going to lose a lot of people who are just going to say, you know what, I'm not coming back. I've got this new job. I have to protect my family. I'm not risking. Like, are, are we going to lose a lot of good people? I think that I'm sure there'll be some of that. Um, I think a lot of the people, they they love it with a passion as well. So they will try and return. But, yeah, there's going to be cases of people that can't come back. Sure. Uh, it's it's anyway, ho hopefully we can get back to touring soon. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, safely. I, and I think by I have a feeling by summer we'll be getting close, if not back to normal. I'm hoping to. I know the 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 head of CAA said uh, he thinks fall 2021 is going to be full 100 percent. Let's go. So. Right. That's why I think this summer is kind of going to be the sorting right. period. I know we're doing a foreigners actually doing a show. Yes. Uh, the end of March, uh, outdoors in a special venue that's set up for social distancing and everything. Hopefully that'll go well, and hopefully that'll be a harbinger of things to come, and we can continue through the spring. I hope so, and and hopefully, because uh, I know you're doing that, it's in a winery or something like that, if I remember what I read. Anyway, but... I, I, I'm not sure. And, and, and then, of course, we'll finish. Uh, Heavy Hitters uh, came out at the, recently with you and George doing a whole bunch of covers, yep. and... You, you look at it and you look at the title, you say heavy hitters, you think it's going to be Dio and Shanker, and, but it's Duran Duran and it's Oasis and all, all these other things. <laughs> and I like the Duran Duran cover. I, I like Duran. You know, people always go, oh, you can't be a metalhead and like Duran. Yeah, they're one of the greatest pop bands ever. Their they're harmonies. Yeah. They're, so, a great song is a great song. Come on. Yes. Yes. And, and the whole idea of the hit behind heavy hitters was that all these songs were hit songs. And, you know, we're just doing our take on hit songs. We're having fun with it. You know, it's it's really about that innocent and about that, easy, you know, simple. Um, and we just wanted to take great songs, interpret them in a way that we felt was honest and, and, and we felt strongly about. And that no more than that. It was it was really that. And I'm just really pleased with how it came out as a chance to do some things we don't ordinarily get to do. But, you know, still just being a rock band, you know, a rock band being a rock band.
you know? Yeah, and and George's uh, solo on Ordinary World is, is fantastic. It's like this like metal solo in front of a great pop song. Anyway, uh, right. on on that, folks, uh, Black Swan, Shake the World, which I'm going to uh, hold up here. Hopefully we can see it there. Ooh, there we go. Uh, Black Swan, Shake the World. Absolutely the, uh, the best album of 2020. I do have the Japanese version that has the bonus track, which is Make It There, the acoustic remix. And... Uh, there you go. Congratulations, yeah, yeah. and we'll do this again next year for uh, End Machine. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. End Machine yeah, too. Sure when it, when End Machine comes out, but but yes, thank you, Mitch. I really do appreciate that. Like I say, that's that's actually a big honor, and we we appreciate it. Absolutely, anytime. And uh, let's. Oh, and of course, um, let me see here. Oh no, uh, Mayor Mayor Applebaum. He did End Machine, right? Did he do this one? Did he master this one? Uh, Black Swan. Yes, he did. Yeah, I love Mayor. He's he's another fucking master. Yeah. He's a he's great. Yeah, he he yeah, he's fabulous. Yeah, when I when I did my uh, my Kiss tribute which raised money back in 2013, Mayor mastered some of it. Oh yeah. So, I'm sure he's 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 very gifted and a good guy. Good guy, all of them. Uh, there we go. On that as we say in Montreal, merci beaucoup. Thank you so much. We'll we'll do this again soon. Thank you, Mitch. Appreciate it. Keep the torch fl- uh, Keep the metal flame flag flaunt whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> Just that's that's it. There you go. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Bye bye. All right, let me